All right. Good morning. Pray that each of you are doing well today. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Matthew chapter number 15. Matthew chapter number 15. We're going to break into a new chapter today. And we're going to read verses 1 and 2, have a word of prayer, and then we'll continue our study. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Heavenly Father, we do come before you this morning. Ask you to bless your reading of your word, and that, Lord, you would be, uh, you would open our eyes to see, uh, you would open our ears to hear, and Father, open our hearts to understand the things that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we see um, Jesus, uh, the Pharisees came to him, and they asked him a question. They said, why do your disciples transgress transgress the tradition of the elders? Because they don't wash their hands before before they eat. Now, this was an official delegation that was sent to basically evaluate Jesus. Um, You know, and I can't fault them for that. Um, I think we do need to carefully scrutinize people who come and say that they're one thing or the other. I think the church has a responsibility to do that. Um, But, of course, we know what was the heart of these guys. Um, They they had a lot of doubt about who Jesus said he was, and, of course, ultimately they rejected him, but can't necessarily uh, argue with the fact that they did try to evaluate the Lord. It's just they came to the wrong conclusion in that evaluation. Um, so they just ask him a question, you know, why do your disciples not wash their hands before they eat? Um, but he answered and said in them, why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So that gives us a little bit of clue what's going on here. The bottom line is nowhere in the law are they commanded to wash their hands before they eat. Instead, it was a tradition. It was a tradition that had been passed down through the elders. So the Lord shoots back with another question aimed at their tradition. Uh, And it was tradition. It wasn't law. Um, Albert Barnes says that the tradition of the elders meant something that had been handed down one to another by memory some precept or custom that is not commanded specifically in the written law, but which the scribes and the Pharisees held themselves bound to observe. They supposed that when Moses was on Mount Sinai, two sets of laws were delivered to him. One, they say, was recorded, and that contained in the Old Testament. The other was handed down from father to son and kept uncorrupted to that day. They believed that Moses, before he died, delivered this law to Joshua. He in turn to the judges, they in turn to the prophets, so that it was kept pure and it was recorded in what is called the Talmud, or the Talmuds. Uh, The Talmuds, by the way, is the body of Jewish civil and ceremonial law. Um, And legend comprising the Mishnah and the Gemara. So... The bottom line, what they were referring to was not in the law. It was in what was called the tradition of the elders. Uh, And the Lord says, you're actually violating the law 
to keep your tradition of the elders. And he goes on in verse number six to demonstrate this for our verse number four for the law commanded saying, honor thy father and thy mother. Now this wasn't tradition is where he's coming from. This is what God, the father specifically told Moses to honor your father and your mother. And he that curseth his father and his mother, let him die the death. But you say now, of course, now he's quoting their tradition. So he quotes law and now he's quoting their tradition or their response to the law. Whoever shall say to his father and his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest have profited by me and honor not his father and his mother. He shall be free. Thus, what you guys have done is made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. So Jesus now is pointing out that they are actually the lawbreakers because they are actually breaking the law of honoring thou shalt honor thy mother and thy father. You're actually breaking that law by using the tradition as an excuse to not take care of your of your of your parents. While the disciples what you are accusing them of is not law at all, but tradition. And then he says in verse number seven, you hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching the, the doctrines and the commandments of men. So Jesus now soundly condemns their tradition that had taken supremacy over the law. And in doing so, he quotes Isaiah 29, 13, where it says, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as this people draw near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Okay. So, that's a powerful quote because it, 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 it is essentially addressing the real issue. Their hearts were far from God and they feared each other more than they feared God. That's what he's accusing them of. You know, and aren't we the same at times? We live in a culture today that has thrown everything overboard in the name of political correctness. As such, anyone who has a point of view that doesn't go along with the cultural elites of our day are shunned into the point or unto the point of silence. And it's happened in the church. I travel for a living. <laughs> I'm on college campuses every week. And this generation is scared to death of the cultural elites. The church is being silenced. Uh, and why? Because they fear each other. They have fallen down to worship political correctness. They are now accepting the traditions over the commandments of God. And that's what's happening in our church today. Instead of preaching the gospel, we are preaching a social gospel. We are preaching social justice. Uh, if, you're, if your church is on the social justice bandwagon, my, my advice to you is get out and go find another one. Just teach the Word of God. If we taught the Word of God the way we should, it would take care of all of these, quote, social justice issues. Um, and we can also tend to be more interested in the external than the 
the the internal, just like the Pharisees were. How many times do we find ourselves making decisions from mere appearance? Well, when we're doing that, we're doing exactly what we criticize the Pharisees for doing. They are worshiping the tradition more than they are were worshiping or obeying, if you will, the law. And he called the multitude in verse number 10, and he said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth out of the man defiles the man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, that's what actually defiles the man. So now Jesus is going to take this opportunity to teach a lesson on religious externalism. He's basically saying it's not what goes in you that makes you unclean, but what comes out of you that makes you unclean. Uh, In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, he put it this way. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth is speaking. So what Jesus is saying here is that we have a heart problem. (laughs) We have a heart problem. The issue was an internal issue, not an external issue. So he's telling these guys, your leaders have a heart problem. And we too have heart problems. And then he says in verse number 12, Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended? (laughs) Don't you know that you just offended the cultural elites? Don't you know that what you said was not politically correct? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both of them will fall into the ditch. So (laughs) I just find it interesting here that, you know, the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, (laughs) kind of a newsflash here. You just offended those guys. (laughs) Let me tell you something. We're never going to be able to grow if we don't stop, if we, if we, if we stop offending people. (laughs) I mean, there's a word there in the New Testament where it says, and they were offended at him. Um, What that word offend means is basically to stumble. Um, We cause people to stumble when we speak the truth. And you know what? We need to be speaking the truth more often. Uh, We should not be afraid of offending people with the word of God. (laughs) 